Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two early '50s curmudgeons. No, oh, not yet, not yet, not yet. Don't do that to me, Bill. Don't Each do that. Staring at the prospect of entertainment relevance. I am your I am your cohog, a clam from New England. Your co-host. My name is Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, NOAA, which is a devious private lab endeavoring to recreate the genetic code of the mammoth as the first step in engineering a massive army and of fortified and armed pachyderms with which it will use to enact land invasions of all Asian nations. You ruined it with a bad grammar, Bill. That was a good one. Okay. But you said with which it will use. Uh, that one is the rare one of your fake uh, business descriptions that actually is somewhat relevant to our topic today. In a way, yeah. Fake. I, In a way. Know, I, every week I, I rewrite my charter to, to yes. you know. Every, every week he reincorporates, he <laughs> hires a new staff. Yeah, I, I wipe out all the archive, all the leadership, yeah. uh, you know, down to the down to the rafters right. and start all right. over again. Also, also somewhat relevant to our topic yeah, today. That's true. New CTO, <laughs> new CFO, new mailroom new guy. CMO, new CMO. Right, new uh, CMYK. Uh, CEO Chief Experiences Officer. What does that mean? Uh, it, you know, this is something I deal with a lot since I do a lot of entertainment, corporate entertainment for Silicon Valley companies. Some of these companies have, you know, my job is Chief Fun Officer, like basically to like make working here a fun place, aka keep you from ever, ever leaving and staying you know, oh, I see. until okay. three in the morning every night. So I've heard Chief Experiences Officer, Chief Fun Officer. I mean, usually it's just office manager with a better, a more you know, interesting sound. I call myself the chief fun officer of our of our home here. This is my of job. Your apartment? Of yeah, my apartment. Okay. And me and my wife, yeah. I'm the one in charge of the ping pong table, yeah. the Nerf guns, pies on Saturday, yes. all this stuff. Right. Pies on Saturday. You throw pies. You do all that shit. Fun is mandatory. Uh, yeah, fun is mandatory fun, as as a great as a great philosopher once said. Uh, uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and uh, senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing. We make fun happen. Uh, we make uh, trivia fun for everyone. Is our slogan. Uh, we do corporate and private trivia events nationwide, worldwide, uh, cyberspace wide, you name it. Yeah, all over the place. Noah, speaking of bringing fun to cyberspace. The yes. unfettered access to rip-roaring fun in a free-flowing environment. Our topic this week uh, has nothing to do with any of that. Instead, we are talking about <laughs> we're talking about Mastodon, which uh, some people Mastodon, are, Mastodon, Mastodon, not not the not the heavy metal band. Yes, not the heavy metal. You band. might have heard from, at the from beginning of this yeah episode. at the beginning of this episode precisely. Uh, Mastodon, who I mean, I think it was a natural fit because we've been asked by a few people who I'm sure, by the way, don't listen to the show. They just know no. we, they just know we do this. Most well, last week, or the two weeks ago, we had a suggestion from Mary Reeves, who is a dedicated listener. Yeah. But like two thirds of the time, if you hear us say so and so friend of ours suggested it, they, they have not listened. They don't listen to the and, show. And they will not listen, no. even when we Under use their suggestion. No, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> among among the people, our old friend Nick Nadell, who's like an inspiration factory, who doesn't listen to the show, but like, what? So he never listens, really? I don't think so. No, that's sad. Uh, we've a, both been on his show. He's got a busy life filled with uh, riding a unicycle. I don't know. I don't quite. I don't know. even know what that dude. What does that dude do? He writes. He writes. He writes a lot of comedy. It's that it's that series with Kevin, among other things. But yeah, okay. Kevin. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway. So. Mastodon is a social media platform run on free and open source software for running self-hosted social networking services. Oh my god, I hate all this boilerplate. Stay with me. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, it was created. 
It was created by a man named Eugene Rochko uh, and announced yes. on Hacker News in October 2016. It has microblogging features similar to the Twitter service, uh, which are offered by a number of uh, large, independently run nodes. In this case, they coined a term called instances. Uh, I believe instances. Would... Each node is called an instance. Yeah, I, th- I, don't, I think I don't know if this is synonymous with the, what they call a server as well, like with. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's, it's like they're speaking another language with these computers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, each instance, whatever we're going to call that, I'm going to put that in quotes. Please see the quotes every time I say that uh, each instance has its own specific code of conduct, terms of service, privacy options, and moderation policies. Each user, me or Noah or anybody else, a user is a specific, a member of a specific Mastodon instance, which they, in this case, they are also calling it server. So it is, uh, in fact, synonymous. The servers, the instances, the, the you know, networks, what are going to call them, they interoperate as a federated social network. And this is the beginning of me saying the word federated a number of times. And it's not going to make yes. any more sense by the time I'm finished with it. You and know, it's called it's called the Fediverse. You are now operating in the Fediverse, yeah, I, which makes me think of FetLife. You know what FetLife is? No. What is that? FetLife is, uh, it is a, I'm going to get this right. It's a social network for BDSM fetish and kinky uh, people. Okay, not and not I not am, Mandalorian I, bounty hunters. No, I have never been there, but I have lots of friends who spent a lot of time there, okay. so I've I've heard about it quite a bit. If you say the Fediverse, it makes me think of Popo Zhao, you know, and like the entire uh, you know the Kevin Federline universe of uh, crisscrossing songs and celebrity marriages. <laughs> Federline, yeah, it's a name I haven't heard in years. That's, that's a very Wait, Obi- who, that was the guy he was married to Britney Spears. It's a very Obi Wan Kenobi way you just said that. By the way, that's a name I haven't heard in years. Heard in years. Uh, but who was he? Was the guy yeah. married to Britney he Spears? He was Britney Spears, what, like was, first or second husband. Yeah. Was he already famous before that? Was no. he on like and Jersey Shore or something? No, no, no. He just was some some strung out weirdo she found. Uh, you and know, then on, what does he do now? Is he is he uh, on like celebrity boxing? I don't know. Or? No, he, he. I have no idea what the guy does. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really matter. How are these people famous? I don't know. How does someone? It's oh, you know what? This is a point I have. Sorry, side point, but I say this all the time. Nicole Kidman is not a bad actor. And does have star power. But let us remember, Nicole Kidman got paid $20 million a movie before she ever had a hit. She had only been in small movies. Why? Because she was married to Tom Cruise. Hollywood gave her $20 million for a movie before she, only because she was a tabloid sensation. We need to get our priorities... We need to get our priorities straight in this in this yeah. society. Okay, back to the boring story here. Yes, uh, please just stay alive. Put, put the, put the, put the uh, what are the, the There's so, okay. I'm say, get get it off your chest, Bill, and then I'll and then right. I'll cut to the chest. Going back so. to the federated social network, uh, these things allow users on different instances to interact with one another. Hence the interoperation of this. Anyway, yeah, this is intended to give users flexibility to select a particular node whose policies they prefer. Uh, you know, but keep access to the larger social network. So you're 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 essentially tuning in on one server, but you have access to everyone who's in all the servers. Not unlike, I just keep thinking of blockchain for some reason. I know that's not correct. It's not blockchain. It's not it has blockchain. nothing to do with blockchain. Yeah. So messages are, show up in something called Toots, which I believe is a clever. No, they're changing the name. They're changing the name. Okay. Uh, to post, I believe to posts because Toots Toots to stupid. me sounds like farting. Yeah. yeah, well, I think, well, yeah, but it's too close to tweets. It's like they want to separate themselves, not yeah. refer back. Anyway. It's not Twitter. It's Twitter. Well, we're not. Yeah, uh, we, we, our button does not have sesame seeds on it. That kind of. 
Well, and as, as all yeah. of you know, the, the reason why we're talking about this is because Mastodon was where many Twitter users uh, said they would flee to. Uh, when Twitter started to list and take on water after being struck by a never-ending salvo of torpedoes by new owner Hiram J. Fuckface, who was intent on destroying his new geek up purely out of spite. Uh, <laughs> it's not even an original nickname, Bill. It's not even a clever nickname. Doesn't even it's need a funny to be. one. Yeah. Hiram J. Fuckface. Yeah. Is that not his name? That's okay. a traditional South African name, is it not? Traditional South African name. It's from the Afrikaans for uh, one who has a fucking annoying face. Anyway, Noah, so uh, I, I think it was obvious we were going to have to do this just because... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. We're, we're sort of yeah. like living in, we're living in the lee of this yeah. particular uh, t- tall pile of garbage. So what do you, what do you think yeah. about Nastone? Okay, Clarence? so 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 Bill, let me cut to the chase here. It's like Twitter. It's a lot like Twitter. It's hard to get started because you're on one of these individual instances, and many of these instances are tied to interests, right? And it's a little hard to find the instances. Uh, the one I ended up on is for LGBTQ people and allies, which, you know, includes me because I hang out with people who are on FetLife. And um, you can talk to people. So it's like you have your own little private Twitter group, but you could talk to other people via the Fediverse. And people say it's a little like email. Like you might be on Gmail, but you could talk to someone on, you know, Yahoo.com or Outlook or whatever the hell. I don't even think about that stuff anymore. Uh, it is confusing. Everyone who said it's confusing is somewhat right. Once you get the hang of it, it's less confusing, but I'll get into more detail. There's, there's a tweet that's gone viral from a woman named Ciara something, and I like this. She says, every Mastodon explanation is like, it's very simple. Your account is part of a kerflunk, and each kerflunk can talk to each other as part of a bumblert. I love at that, the moment, yeah. everything you flurgle can see. <laughs> sorry. At the moment, everyone you flurgle can see your bloops, but only people in your kerflunk can quark your nerps. Kind of like email. And that's a very clever and I think accurate description. Uh, and also, yeah, we have to talk about this. It saw its downloads grow 657% in the 12 days following Hiram J. Fuckface's ownership of Twitter. Uh, Mastodon reached a million users earlier last week, up from 400,000 before Musk closed the Twitter deal on October 27th. Uh, and Eugen Rochko, this, he's German, young German man. He's 29 years old. Oh, no, wait, wasn't he Russian that grew up in Germany? I think he's actually Russian-born? He was born in Russia. He moved to Germany as a young child. Okay, all right. He's, he's German. Come on, man, the, the, the German dream. Uh, he's, he told NPR he's been pulling all nighters to me. I hope that's the German dream dream. Um, so I jumped in, I, first I started joining this instance and they said I need to be evaluated and I never heard back. I think that was an instance for journalists I stumbled into. So then I tried again with the LGBTQ one and I was instantly approved and I jump in and I started figuring it out. But even then I had problems finding something worth getting into like, there weren't a lot of people in my instance, not a lot of people posting. I went there again this morning, and two of the last three bloops or bleeps or toots or whatever they're called were just me introducing myself. So there's not a lot of action there. But then I go to the Fediverse and find other people, and it's it's like Twitter with far, far fewer people, far less to read. You know, I'm following Al Jazeera, so I saw their posts. Uh, I saw a post from uh, some, you know, magazine that had some interesting article about history and i read that you know so in that respect it's like twitter uh and i like the concept part of the idea behind mastodon part of what rochko has said is he's like 
each instance does its own content moderation, has its own rules. So if you want to have an instance that's like, you know, this LGBTQ one, there's a lot of content warnings because, you know, that's how those people roll. And that's fine. If you want to have a place where it's all Nazis, I guess you could do that too, but the rest of us can stay away. So in that respect, I feel like it's kind of like Reddit. I love Reddit, but I know there are places on Reddit I never want to go because they're fucking cesspools. Most of the places I go, most of the people are... Heavy, heavy moderation. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's... I mean, maybe it's moderation, but I don't see it. Yeah. Like, I find most of the people are thoughtful or generally polite. But it's good good housekeeping and good plumbing. I think that's what it looks like. Well, yeah. A lot of people who have uh, really like uh, Mastodon and the rare few have been using it for five or six years or whatever say they like it because it's less toxic, and I've seen that. And, you know, Rochko's whole thing is it's more democratic. Um, And I'm reminded of a lot of things. I'm reminded a little of Reddit. Uh, I'm reminded of Zoom. I mean, I feel like the the instance I'm in is not, doesn't have this robust conversation, but I can imagine if it did, it would almost be like, you know, you're in a, what a lot of us have done the last few years, gotten in a Zoom group and hung out. The virtual karaoke groups I go to where we're all friends or at least friendly acquaintances and we see each other at a regular time. It's almost like doing that via tweeting, right? Or even Facebook groups. Uh, also, people have said in the respect it's like email, it's kind of like Slack, which advertises itself as a smarter way to do email. I'm not crazy about Slack, but I like Slack. And Slack has that kind of you know broken down into groups, server. I don't remember the term as servers or whatever for Slack. And then with NAT topics. Um, and of course, like Reddit, it all depends on the thread, the group, who the people are, what they're talking about, the purpose, all that. But look, man, I am anti-Mr. Tech guy. This thing has got to be more into, even without the action that you get from Twitter, because everyone's there. I mean, that's why people like Twitter. Everyone's there. Even without that level of action, this thing has got to be more intuitive, easier to use before I get into it. Uh, But I definitely see the germ of something. Uh, And then I read this interview. There's an interview in Time online with Eugene Rochko. And he comes across as a very, he comes across as a very thoughtful, intelligent guy. His intentions seem good, but he is young. And he's saying, you know, this is more democratic, how it's self-run. But look, here's the thing. You can have these little democratic self-run dreams, your little groups, your little self-governed things. But if this thing gets big, that level of democracy self-run becomes the L word, libertarian. Only the strong survive, which I think (laughs) I'm I'm very anti-libertarian. I'm a big government liberal. You know, libertarian, it's elitist and it's uncivilized, frankly. You read that story. You know that story about the libertarian town in New Hampshire that got overrun by bears? Do you know that story? I don't think I do know that story. I think a book just came out about it. I've read about it a bunch of times. This is a true story. A bunch of libertarian douchebags took over a small town in New Hampshire. They all moved there. They took over the city council, and they made it a libertarian dreamscape. No rules, nothing. We're all going to take care of ourselves. And so no one, like, took care of their garbage properly, and the bears came down from the forest, and they took over, and everyone was fucked. And they're like, we need rules about this shit. And that's my point. Like, Mastodon's fine for now. If it grows much bigger, I mean, I think it's going to have to get easier to use to grow even, you know, close to Twitter level. And more people are going to have to join, of course. If it grows much bigger, it's going to be a libertarian night. I mean, this is what Musk is doing to Twitter, right? 
No rules. Anyone can do everything. Well, that's how, you know, there's a Chiquita Banana uh, Twitter account that has the blue check that looks like the real Chiquita Banana Twitter account and says they're conquering Hawaii, right? <laughs> I mean, I love it. This is what's happened. Eli and this Louis, proves, Lockheed Martin. So yeah. if it grows, it's going to get really goddamn. It's going to have to change a lot. There's going to be a deli- have to be a lot of top-down structure, or it's going to be a libertarian hellscape, which Twitter is turning into. For- uh, fortunately, it won't be around much longer because they're absolutely hemorrhaging uh, advertiser money. Um, and you know what? This is an argument that Twitter should be a public utility. I mean, I'm going to be Mr. Liberal again. And conservatives, I mean, they're not really conservative anymore. They're, the Republican Party currently has an incomprehensible, uh, other than I hate you and make me feel better, uh, has an incomprehensible policy plank, whatever you want to call it. You know, they're talking about how how social media uh, oppresses them just because it, it hurts their precious feelings. I mean, this is an argument for something like Twitter. It's grown so big, it's become the public square, that maybe it should be a public utility. And maybe it should be run by the, a group that is of the people, by the people, and for the people, and not someone who's just looking to squeeze money and, you know, prestige out of it. So maybe I got off topic a little there. I think this thing is okay. I don't like it. I'm probably not going to use it much. But there's a germ of something there that I think is valuable. Hey, see, Noah Turner, you stumbled onto exactly what I thought this conversation about Mastodon should be, where it is not specifically mm-hmm. about the service itself, but it's about the zeitgeist of our current moment. Because the only reason Mastodon matters is because Twitter's doing this thing that it's doing. And yeah, Twitter's... of course. Of right, course. Right, right, right. We'll, we'll but... get to that. We'll get to that in the next segment. Sure, right? sure. And the thing is, it's like, yeah. and Twitter doing the thing that it's doing is based on other zeitgeisty things. It's all this interconnected food chain of disease and suffering and whatnot. But, <laughs> you know, I... It doesn't have... Uh, see, it doesn't have to be. No, of course it doesn't have Nothing to be. has to be this way. But we, we, elect, beings... we elect for it to ah. be this way. So Mastodon, when I logged on to Mastodon, I built an account. Um, I did not know, you know, even just from the the bare minimum of setting up an account is a puzzling exploit to start off with. It's it's more complicated than it needs to be. It's not that complicated, but it's... It's hard to get. It's past not the first. explained. It's not intuitive, like you yeah, say. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like, it's it's not intuitive. So it's not. yeah, you know, and, and look, I could describe what I think of Eugene Rochko's, um, you know, him and his team. I'm sure they said they're pulling all nighters. They've added a lot of manpower to he's it. The, he's the only full time person, apparently. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are working yeah. from home, putting this together, and yeah. you know, I, in fact, he just said today he posted decided to look at network stats again there are 1 million more people using it today than there were on October 27 which is crazy wow. yeah yeah and yeah. it's like they can't ke- they can't keep up with that but let's talk for a second about what that actually means now like i said i had it was difficult enough to to launch an account once i did my password instantly didn't work i could not <laughs> And not, you, you, you had the caps lock on, Bill. No, Come on. So, so then I couldn't get my password to work. I then I tried actually clicking through. When I did get through, um, every keystroke took me about three minutes. You know, anything I asked to do was was just was getting a spinning beach ball. Nothing worked. Then ultimately, password did not work again. I had to use a different email account to make another account. And again, I was Jeez. stuck. I was stuck at the same position I was before. It's like, well. What are the in order to build an account, you have to pick a server almost as your home base, yes. your node. Yeah. But it, like Noah says, it's like what what does that mean? And I, 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 you have no idea. You have no idea going into it. It's like, is am I choosing my network here without being you know without a complete ignorance of what what I'm choosing? I have no point with this is now. Ultimately, it's not that way. But you don't know that up front. 
Uh, and then once I got the account running, I was like, okay, there's nothing here. I don't see anything. Most of my posts, everything, half the things I was reading in my feed were, were in Spanish or some other foreign languages because I <laughs> don't know how the Federated Verse happened to give me a lot of foreign language content. But I'm like, okay, I see what this is. You know what happened? A million people decided to make accounts, but I would say roughly 70 of them are actually using it. They decided, you know what, Let me, like me, let me build an account. Let me do this. They took one look at it and they said, "You know what? Fuck this. I yeah, this is I not, think a lot of people did. This a is, lot of people. This did. is not ready. It's not ready to play. And you know what you didn't really mention. Well, maybe what I didn't really stand on at the beginning of this is that he doesn't own this. This is not. This is like yeah. this is free source, open source, open like, source, like yep. Linux. Yeah. This is like a an operating system. That, Apache. Apache, exactly. Which is like again, that's Noah saying that is the great golden." The benefit of people who make this stuff out of a sense of um, duty and a sense of service, you know, a sense of doing the web some good by giving it something that's actually useful without the idea that they're going to become craven mercantilists off the back of it. That's a good idea. All that stuff you said, I think, is great. However, what that means is that he was beholden to only his and other people's, like him, their view of software. So the UI yeah. is terrible. It yeah. is, you know, it is usable as a fucking 1968 Cadillac or something like that. Like, you have no idea what you're looking <laughs> hey, at. Hey, that might be a real sweet car. It could be. Come on. It could be a real sweet yeah. car. Uh, it is It is counterintuitive. It is non-intuitive. But there's no nothing intuitive about it at all. It's like, it is clearly like trying to put together Ikea furniture without the manual. Uh, and, then, you know, to this day, it still is that. I mean, it's only been, a, you know, a few days of me looking at this, but there's been no change in the UI. If you can't punch past the UI, it doesn't matter how laudable your, your aims were. Yeah. Because it's like this thing, you can't play with it. There's nothing to see. And I, you know what? You said, hey, Bill, I'm at Noah Tarno. And I said, great. I looked for you all day today. There was no way to find you to sort of find, really? find your tweets. You were not available uh, on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am there, but whatever. It's, I'm just saying it's I'm like still not sure. how, yeah. how yeah. hard I, I, I try to like 25 minutes of finding looking for a search. And I'm like, OK, maybe I didn't do the search correctly. Maybe I got to look in a Fediverse, looked in the Fediverse. Nothing. It's like, is it person? Is it post? Is it topic? Is it, is it nothing worked? It was like, I don't wow. know what this is. None of it made any sense. And I'm like, and and, you know, ultimately it's doa like how am i supposed to use, unless you tell me that this reskins itself this looks like a macintosh app with shiny brushed steel like you're using itunes if it has a completely different console if it somehow makes more sense then i'll duck back into it but i mean it's not fair to tell something that it has to take over from twitter it th those are that that's unfair ridiculous bullshit marching orders uh, however, if you are going to try to take over Twitter and somebody has nominated you to do it and you're interested in the job, you got to come harder than this. Mastodon is used of different servers. And to a lot of you, you may be thinking these servers or websites are all separate from each other and isolated, but that's not the case. Why are people flocking to Mastodon? And why Mastodon? Why not? There's got to be a dozen other, you know, Twitter, potential Twitter replacements out there. But why are people going to Mastodon? Well, I think that the open source slash Linux, it's not, it's not Linux, but I'm using Linux as, a, as a, uh, uh, an analog. Uh, you know, when Linux as an operating system, I think was like 99 or 98. In fact, Apple uh, based their OS 10 off of Linux. Um, 
you know, it was supposed to be this great thing. It was a gift to the world. Here's not, there's not DOS. It's not Windows. It's not proprietary. DOS, wow. DOS. Mm. Uh, it's not, it's not C++. It's not some other program language. It's Linux. You know, it's like you were, you were given this thing for free. And it's like, oh, how laudable. Like that, this just means that we're no longer paying money to a giant soulless company to use this offering, operating software. I can feel better about it. So you have this open source. I'm not, I'm not paying money to Twitter. I'm I've never paid Twitter. No, no but you're, right. you're the product. You no, I to, never have. Yeah. I know. You're, you're paying in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, there's an open source antidote to, to all of Twitter and, and, and Facebook's soulless corporate depravity. Uh, you know, but like I keep harping on who can't get behind a, a freeware community of like-minded people, right? Especially one which hasn't been tainted with the, the sewage stench of reprehensible ownership and all the cultural battery acid its counterpart is currently spraying all over our institutions you know what i mean so the question is why this because first of all instagram which i don't really use although i check back into it again to see if i can use it instagram behaves different than twitter and a lot of the same people I see in Facebook are on Insta, but Insta doesn't you you can't really start a chat thread back and forth in Insta like like you can in other apps. So that to me that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a pictures are great, but I'm there to communicate with people. I'm there to pass messages and ideas. You don't necessarily do that in Instagram. So Insta doesn't work. I take Insta off the table because it's not for me. I don't use Discord. I don't know how to use it. Discord too is a ridiculously difficult thing to use. It makes yeah. Me- I I I'll get to that in a minute. I do not understand. I feel like the UI in Discord needs work, but right. apparently I'm outvoted. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't use Slack, and you know, I can go down the list of all the things that I don't use. It that you know, a man of one, especially when this um, atmosphere, the Twitter atmosphere, my group, you know, I I have something like. 2,000 followers or 2,500 followers on Twitter. And it's it's a good bunch of people. Like, it's 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 film Twitter, and it's also like-minded nerds. And, you know, and also to get the chance to sort of, like, duck into black Twitter as an observer, that's a fucking gift yeah. from up on high that ha- is, either has never been replicated anywhere or it was very difficult to find. And, you know, these things don't exist on, on, on you know, I mean, these are the things you want to see exist somewhere else. So what we're doing is looking for something that almost like picks up for Twitter one for one. And I mean, if anything can do it, people want to believe Mastodon can do it. I, you know, will reserve judgment on whether it can or not. But that's the hope. That's the sort of popularity of why people built an account, even if they're not using it right now. People feel they have to get away from Twitter because it's toxic and it's getting more toxic. And, you know, you're making a statement. I haven't, I've still observed Twitter in the last week, but I haven't posted either of my accounts and I kind of don't plan to. I mean, I'm I'm no business genius, but I read the tea leaves and I'm predicting Twitter will not be much longer for this world. At least not in any form anyone I care about would want to use. Um yeah, I imagine that between 2016 when Mastodon started and 2022 when this explosion happened, the 500,000 or 250,000 people whoever the nerds were who discovered and used Mastodon you know, they were doing what more people are doing now. They were fleeing from the toxicity of Twitter. And Facebook you know, at the time, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether they interpret toxicity as, you know, the Nazis and the trolls or even just, you know, we want to have a more private conversation but not without randos being there. Um, or the corporate overlord aspect, you know, they don't like Jack Dorsey or whatever. Uh, and all those trends have been turbocharged to the maximum in the past few weeks, thanks to the richest person in the world making the most high-profile business fuck-up in human history. By the way, I, I've said this before. 
How is Elon Musk the richest man in the world? I don't understand this. He didn't build Tesla. He didn't build SpaceX. He, he had money growing up. His father's emerald mine or whatever. And then he took over companies. And But plenty of guys do that. There are plenty of rich douchebags. There are plenty of people who take over companies and, and, and make them bigger. Why is he... Number one. It's an excellent what question, man. Do? It's Great not like question. it's not like fucking Henry Ford back in the in the third in the twenties or whatever. It's not like everyone has a Tesla. I don't understand how he above everyone else is so rich. I understand why Jeff Bezos is so rich. I understand why Bill Gates is so rich. I, I, but why? I don't get this. Anyway, um, also I will say the fact that the richest guy in the world has had the biggest business fuck up in human history makes me feel a lot better about my skills as an entrepreneur. Uh, every time I fuck up, I'm like, well, you know, it's not like uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think it's kind of puzzling why they go to this with a bad UI. But you mentioned Discord, and I use Discord some, and I find it thoroughly, not thoroughly confusing, but somewhat confusing, and it's hella popular, right? So the kids know something I don't. Uh, do you, By the way, do you remember Ello? Yeah, for six seconds I did. Right? Yeah. For six seconds it was going to defeat Facebook and everyone was moving on to LO and it was like, its whole thing was like it was a very bare bones look, very undesigned. Because that's what people want. Everyone was going to move there and like it just disappeared. And I I wonder if that's going to happen here. Now, as for the question of why this and not the other Twitter replacements that might be out there, say it along with me, friends. It's popular because it's popular. My guess is that someone famous or someone with poll said, hey, you should move to Mastodon. And their famous influencer friend said, hey, everyone should move to Mastodon. Another influencer said, hey, hey, and exponentially it grew. You know, in this case, I think it won the viral lottery. I think a lot of the influencers were journalists. They were the people you were thinking of. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Since Mastodon is open source, anyone can create their own instance of Mastodon with their own set of rules. Because of this, all instances are owned, operated, and moderated by the community that creates them, and not some large corporation which tracks your data to sell to advertisers. Noah, tell me, uh, would you have liked it as a kid? I actually think I would have. I think if I were young now, I think I'd be more into this, because I'd still have the feelings of, fuck Twitter, I'm getting the hell out of here. Uh, I would still have the desire, I mean, I'd feel the desire to tweet, and I'm like forcing myself not to. Uh, and the fact that I do see the kernel of something of value in Mastodon, not just the, 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 the itch that Twitter scratches for me, but also just how it's better, it's not as toxic, how it can be more you know, easily and, and less toxically uh, regulated and curated and all that. So I, since I see a kernel of something, but I don't have the digital nativehood to grasp it so easily, and neither do you, you made clear. So just like I think if I were in my 20s now, I'd be all over Discord. I think I'd be more into this because to, you know, late 40s, not early 50s, to late 40s me, this seems ugly and overly complicated. But I think if it were late 20s or mid 20s me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it nearly as, I wouldn't have as much problem with the UI while still appreciating its value. 
I, what I, about you? Yeah, I think the the opposite of that a little bit. I don't think I would be into really? this because, um, I mean, I, I'd be in the same boat largely as I am sitting in this chair talking to you today. <laughs> you, you've been the same way since you were seven years old. I was just so smaller. I wore a different yeah. hat. I don't you, know. you weren't as tall. Yeah. I wasn't as tall. Um, yeah. Look, I'm not a coder. I'm not a developer. I'm not saying you need to be. Um, but there's something in particular about Mastodon, which upon first glance looks to me like it was refracted through the lens of somebody who sees the world as a coder. It has a, yeah, dis- a distinct sure. a distinct inelegance that almost indicates, you know, especially going back to what you were saying, the 2016 thing, and like the first people who were going to look to throw overboard uh, an existing architecture and go somewhere else are going to be um, standard bearers. And chances are, like if this was built for professionals, for people who are more either digitally native and or like the stripped down bare strict stripped down bare elegance of something inelegance of something like this it's because it looks more utilitarian and and goddamn sure it is utilitarian there's nothing but, but that's how twitter started too it is if you were look at early twitter it was like that and then like fuck this is an opportunity fa- let's facebook, make it better facebook so, was even worse right facebook was so even this worse. is worse Right. Let's let's make this UI better so that we can get zillions and zillions of people. Yeah, it worked. I, I Maybe have, Mastodon will do that. I have a know? chip on my shoulder. Like, for instance, when I was a kid and we had our first Commodore 64, like having to actually type in DOS. Extract, like, yeah. I would get a book I with DOS. That. And typing yeah. in DOS, like, you know, program line, program line, program line for like 45 minutes, typing in DOS program lines, and then run. And look, you get a cool picture of a tree. Yeah. You know, I, I, I felt so angry because it's like, you know what? I may be 11 years old in uh, whatever we had as Commodore 64, but I'm like, this is clearly somebody's taking a, taking a piss take on me with this. This is ridiculous. This is not fun. This is work. And, for you know, I didn't understand coding. I realize it's the basis of everything, but it's like, keep me away from coding. Look, I need an actual end user UI experience. And, you know, other people do, too, because a lot of people are saying that's the fucking problem with this. The UI thing is going mm-hmm. to murder it. You had your chance to make a first impression and you destroyed that. You, you blew it. You know, uh, they could change. They could change. I, but know. the first impression, the first impression, a million people already had this first impression. Uh, OK. All right. But what happens, Bill, if if Eugene Roshko is like, oh, fuck this. This is my opportunity. And he hires a, a thousand fellow coders and they work day and night, and six months from now, everyone's like, yeah, I know you thought Mastodon was tough before, but it's super easy now. It's great. It's fun. So easy to get set up. And you're like, all right, they'll try it again. Uh, and you go, and boom, you're in there. It, and all your film friends are in there, and all the political people you follow, and oh, every sure. comic book writer and artist you love is in there. You will be there, Bill. It sounds, and, and Twitter becomes unusable, so even though you, you still use it, I don't, Twitter becomes absolutely unusable, and you have to leave. But when I hear Mastodon is a decentralized alternative to Twitter comprising of individually run instances with the ability to communicate or federate with each other as well as other networks across the Fediverse, it doesn't exactly make me think, oh yeah, that sounds straightforward, let's jump in. Is the rise of Mastodon and perhaps the fall of Twitter uh, in any way a sign of the human apocalypse? Well, I'm going to quote you from the top of the episode and saying that. Okay, please. You know, uh, yeah, I didn't plan this. So I'm going to do this off the cuff. Now. All right. Uh, look, this is a sign that this device, this thing, is now, I, I, for lack of a better term, it's integral in Western cultural life to some degree. My Western cultural life, and certainly, it's kind of whatever. If it's not Facebook, if it's not Twitter, it's all of them together. 
it has kind of become a utility, like you say. I think that there is merit in this argument. You know, you could refine it and think of it that way, but it, much in the same way, we're, we're starting to have a very sensical discussion about how broadband utility, broadband Wi-Fi, broadband network of internet is also a utility because people now yep. almost can't yep. deal without it. It's not it's not a, a luxury as, as people would no, still give a, you. There's no not reason. at all. You know, you know what I find so obnoxious. People are like, why are you paying for a cell phone? Get a job. And I'm like, what? Like, how are you supposed to get a job if you don't have internet? How are you supposed to get a job if you don't have a phone? These things are required to be a productive, you know, non-parasite member of society. I see unhoused people in New York when I live there. Unhoused people have cell phones. And it's like, it's not a luxury. Sure. It's something you It's need. not a luxury. It's not, not a luxury. Not at all. It's, it's, a, it's nope. a signpost of being alive in a Western civilization, even, yep. in, the, even in the most yep. depressed of states. It's, it's, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, like if you think about it, that's the, the idea. Of, is this a sign of the apocalypse? Jesus, man. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess in some ways, yes, because that, thing that facility this this element i'm talking about is 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 prone in in so many ways to exploitation and deployment as a weapon of like mass cultural destruction you know um you know mastodon itself is not that but mastodon is now this thing that's swept into this 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 uh, mixed up moose that i'm beating together with my hands into little whipped peaks in a bowl under my arm um, you know, like this, big... a, a, a meringue of social yes, media, a meringue of social media. I'm, I'm holding up the thing and seeing, does it stick? No, it does it stick to the, yeah. like, can I, can yeah. I, is it glop? Turn it upside down. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out, it's like, well, you know, Mastodon itself, it, I mean, it is a sign of the apocalypse, but it's not anything that's causing the apocalypse. It's because we're having this big rollover to a next, <laughs> to a next epoch or a next thing. We have to yeah. have this conversation. You know, I mean, look, I could say that it just on a on a, a case by case basis to bring it back down to the to the bare bones grass astroturf of the shit. The UI is a sign not being scrutable or, or, or usable is a sign of the apocalypse. It's it's it is tremendously bad design. But again, it wasn't designed for this, so I I just can't no. I can't hack these guys for that because it was designed for nerds. It was designed to be used by professionals in a rarefied instance, and it's being forced yeah. into a space that it doesn't belong clearly. Uh, I mean, maybe this is a sign of an apocalypse. I, I like to say it'll be the cure for Twitter, the non-toxic, non-Musk version. Uh, but if it gets so big that it really will challenge Twitter for its, you know, universality, so to speak, uh, it'll have to start sucking. It'll have to lose some of this open source do, democratic do, do gooder instant. We all yeah. get together and 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 clean up the mess together because we're friends and we just talk it out, man. Uh, it'll have to get sucky in some way for an, uh, another, you know, even if it ends up being owned by a liberal douchebag instead of a Republican one. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic and say it's not a sign of the apocalypse since you know, I, looking out of the world, this week was a good week, you know. I'm going to say it goes hand in hand with the news. You know, it looks like Musk is getting a reckoning. It looks like a reckoning for the Orange Goblin. The United States of America stepped back from the, rink of from the brink of complete insanity this week. So, you know, I'm going to be optimistic and say Mastodon will, it'll either grow in a good way, which I think is possible, unlikely but possible, or it'll stay small and it'll make a small group of people happy and everyone else could just go about their lives without it bothering us at all. There's a big area from getting from signing up to figuring this out that is 
really complicated. All right, Noah, let's uh, try to fit the uh, fit this into the jealousy portion of our program. How do you feel in terms of envy vis-a-vis uh, -vis Mastodon? Uh, yeah, of course I'm jealous. I have no fucking idea what's going on here. I mean, you know, a bit more than you, it seems, but still not enough. Uh, or I do know what's going on here and no one wants to connect with me, right? So great, yet another social media platform where my brilliant ideas get ignored and, and no one wants what I'm selling and I'm not part of the cool kids club and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, just another way for me to feel rejected Ugh. by the world and another way for me to feel old because everything's passing me by. There can't possibly so, be enough of that in the world for yeah, me. Yeah, I think, I think in this scenario, I'm the mastodon reduced to living in small numbers on an island off the north coast of Russia and pretty soon to be extinct. <laughs> so there you go. You know, I, I look, man, it's... I've never thought of a topic this way before, but to be honest, it's hard to locate jealousy in the tide of emotions that I was feeling this week. Um, I mean, not not just because of what's been going on in America, but about this this idea as a microcosm that we're discussing social media. You know, look, I, I felt loss. I felt defensiveness. I felt some enthusiasm, uh, galvanizing. I felt solidarity and I felt pride, you know, in, in this, this microcosm of film Twitter and, what, you know, whatever we call film Twitter, whatever the particular small nutritive social network of people that I become friends with that I become a part of, you know. Um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be as brief as possible in saying that I have a lot of friends I've met in the last few years from doing podcasting, but also mostly from Twitter that I would have never met. And these are these are digital friendships that became real friendships. And they're good friendships with good people. And, you know, it has expanded my my reach across borders to places I would have never thought I would have brothers and sisters and cousins and places like that. I'm speaking metaphorically. Uh, be that as it may, that's just that's my feeling about the whole Twitter thing. But um, I, I, but I also can't find envy for the Mastodon team. Like, I don't look at this guy, Rochko, and say that I'd somehow want to be in his catbird seat because that's so much no, responsibility. Yeah, he's got to really retrench and think about what he's doing and like almost like reinvent the thing he already invented for another purpose. And it's like, yeah, but he could. But but here's the thing. He's he I read that time interview. Like if I, I well, here's one thing I am jealous of. Sorry to interrupt you. He could be saying, holy shit, I could be like Mark Zuckerberg. I could be like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Dorsey, but I could be the non-toxic version of yeah. I could be a fucking superhero. I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but like, if anyone is in that position right now, it's him. And I, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, but wow, it would feel pretty good, yeah. wouldn't it? He's not throwing away his shot. He's not throwing away his shot. Well, he might be. If he doesn't do anything <laughs> to UI, he will be throwing away his yeah. shot. All right, so because it won't grow to that level. Let's anyway. uh, let's winch this one to a close, Noah. Tell me about the floating yeah. scale, uh, X, Y, Z axis of all our topics based on Jimmy Fallon's zero base axis. Uh, okay, so no, Jimmy Fallon's lower than zero. Uh, I looked at some of the other software slash social media we looked at, and uh, I give this one eleventh of Zoom, and uh, or a hundred eleven percent of TikTok. Now TikTok, talk about something that's growing, and TikTok has a lot. We haven't mentioned TikTok. TikTok has a lot more um, capabilities than this, at least now. But I think there's a inherent toxicity to TikTok that this at least doesn't have yet. And the threat of Chinese ownership. Uh, who? TikTok owned by China still. That was one of the big, that was one of the big said, bones of contention. I didn't, I didn't hear you say China. I heard you said Cheney. And yes. I'm like, Dick Cheney is going to buy TikTok? Yeah. No, it was Shanene, the Martin Lawrence character from Martin. <laughs> <laughs> 
that he she's gonna buy TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't think. Um, what's my damn point? I, also, I'd rather use. I mean, putting aside toxicity, I'd rather use tic, uh, something like Twitter than TikTok. So I say 111% of TikTok. So so that's where it falls on the axes, the, the equations, as far as I'm concerned, subjectively. Noah, uh, this makes me think of uh, one of our first topics. Noah, this brings this brings to mind Snapchat, the the okay. moribund, the the failed, the shipwreck of Snapchat. Is Noah. it gone? Is it fully gone? Uh, I think Snapchat? I think it is. I think it's been kiboshed. I think it's doesn't doesn't exist wow. anymore. It was taken down. But it's Noah, gone the way of Friendster. And when I bring up right. Snapchat, Noah. It takes us back. Come with me, if you will, back to the humble origins of this podcast when we were, when we were just two idealistic thirty-three-year-old guys with our sleeves rolled up, working the weekends. We didn't see our families, Noah. We we poured every dime we had into a podcast. No one said would work, but we believed in ourselves, Noah. Yes, we and did. the product we offered the listening public. All right, so we are. The Eugene Rochko of uh, podcasts are only listened to by a couple hundred people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, right. Something like that. Just because okay. my wife told All me right. not to do this because it'll never work. Or, I don't know. She didn't. Yes, say, she and didn't say and that. lo and behold, it hasn't worked. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and we proved them all correct. <laughs> and they were right. You know, just when I thought you couldn't get any stupider, you go and pull a stunt like this and completely redeem yourself. Uh, by the way, Snapchat still exists. Okay, just, I was I wrong checked. about that. Okay. Forget, forget everything I no. just said, guys. <laughs> Who cares? Does it matter now? All right. So, so wait, wait. Big question, Bill. I guess I think I know the answer. Not a big question. Are you ever going to use Mastodon again? Uh, no, I'm out, I'm out of this game. I won't go back. Unless it gets better and all your friends are there. You, you, will, yeah, you okay. will eat your words, my friend. Put a codicil on that. Exactly. Okay. Okay. With that all being right. said, uh, if everybody would like to find past episodes of this successful podcast by two 33-year-old yes. uh, hard workers, we're eating lunch at their desks. Look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review because that's how the aggregators rate us. They, it's, like, it's like, are Please. you hot or not? That's what it's like. Please. Uh, tell them we're hot. Tell, tell them, them we are hot. For God's sake, tell them we're hot. Swipe right. We're, we're hot stuff. We are smoking. Uh, erstwhile, uh, if you want to find me where all the good people are, the salvageable good people, I am on Twitter at William Scurry. My YouTube, for the, or for the moment, YouTube still exists as a thing as well, going strong. For the, for the moment, right. YouTube exists. Dude, it, it's more likely we're all going to be living on YouTube than YouTube will be gone. YouTube.com slash AMCsers where you'll find my video work. And now here, Noah will try to make a hash of everything I just said. I, I don't care about what you just said. I won't address You weren't listening anyway. Pretty much. I'm on Mastodon. Um, uh, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all about the Big Quiz Thing. BigQuizThing.com, the finest in corporate and private trivia events in person virtual and hybrid we are booking now heavily for the holidays make it happen uh inquire today get a uh free consultation and a custom quote and we're also booking for early 23 doing a lot of corporate holiday parties uh, a lot of fundraisers uh birthday parties tonight i will be in oakland california for a 60th birthday party i'm really excited about that it's going to be a lot of fun uh, we do a lot of parties like that, but sometimes the people are really boring. But this guy sounds pretty exciting. So I hope he's not um, listening. Uh, well, actually, I hope he is listening. Yeah. I hope the uh, other people aren't listening. I, I think it's highly unlikely, yeah, but he true. might be. <laughs> I guess it's not impossible. Uh, 
he is a Navy veteran and he's 60 years old. Um, anyway, so uh, bigquizthing.com. Learn all about us. And uh, I guess he can follow us on Facebook. I, despite what I said, Bill, like we're sort of, I'm close to hiring a new marketing manager. And one thing I've said in all the interviews with the candidates is like, I, social media has never quite worked for us. But like, I keep thinking we got to try TikTok. And they're all, you know, they're all 20 years younger than me. So they're like, that's a good idea. So, you know, for all I know, a month from now, we could be the hottest thing on TikTok. Uh, so check us out on TikTok and tell me if I'm right. All right, everybody. Until the next inelegant, inscrutable, and poorly designed episode of this podcast. We don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.